In pillar one of psychology of the voice, we really have to look at unearthing what's going on in your head because all the things that are going on in your head, and there's several different categories we look at, are ultimately costing you how you're using your voice, costing you your inner freedom, your confidence. One of the things that I always look at is what from the past are you bringing with you and how's it affecting how you're using your voice now? It's dead weight and we have to let it go. That's what we're talking about today on the podcast. What are you bringing from your past that is hurting your future because of how you're using your voice in this now? I think you're gonna like this episode and I don't want you to miss a minute. Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin, an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here with me today. And I've got a great episode for you about getting rid of what's not working for you in relation to your past. And one of the things that I talk about in Psychology of the Voice, Pillar One, always teach this piece in my masterclass. I work extensively with people on this, and that is, where are you at in your mind? And there are a number of components to this that we have to look at when we're looking at pillar one. And oftentimes I think unless people know psychology of the voice, which more and more people are coming to me because they've heard about me or they've heard about the work or psychology of the voice resonated with them. But if they aren't familiar with the methodology, oftentimes I think when I go into pillar one, I think they might think, well, and of course, I don't decide what people are thinking, but I've been told this a lot. What does this have to do with voice? What is it? I came here to speak louder. I came here to get rid of my ums. I came here to feel more confident. And so many of my testimonials say that. Somebody says, I came here for getting rid of ums, or I came here for this, and what I got was not even remotely what I expected or even realized I needed. But one of these components that we have to look at in pillar one is being in the past. One of the other components is being in the future. And I find that a lot of people are, and more people are probably in the future, but a lot of people are in the past. And maybe I picked this topic because I have a lot of people right now that are bringing in the past. I've got stories where people are bringing in something that is really profound from the past. It was a really negative experience around using their voice. 
like fainting or blacking out in a presentation or being told you did a bad job when you used your voice. I always give the example from my own life of when I was in a fresh, no, a senior, senior in college at Baylor University. And I was in a costume design class, Dr. Swain, he did not like me. It was crystal clear. And we had a, a homework assignment to read some chapters and I am not a visual learner at all. I mean, that is, I, when I read a book, I have to read it and then go back and look at it again and reread it. If I put a highlighter to it, it's really good because I'm kinesthetic. I'm a kinesthetic learner. And so that puts it in my hand. But we had this homework assignment where we had to read some chapters. And I, honestly, I didn't care anything about costume history or design or whatever it was. I wanted to graduate, okay? And he asked me to answer a question. And I don't remember, because this was like 35 years ago, 40 years ago, probably 35 years ago, I guess 30 years, 30 years ago, maybe. I don't remember if I just completely blanked out or I said I didn't know pretty sure I started to answer, but I didn't answer fast enough if I remember it right. And he flipped out. Not only did he flip out and shame me and yell at me in front of my peers, but he assigned everyone in the room a research paper over spring break. We were going on spring break the next week. So the entire class, because I didn't know that answer, had to do a research paper over spring break. As a result of that, I didn't go to graduate school for eight years because I didn't think I was smart enough. So that was definitely a piece of my past that negatively affected me that kept me from doing something. So basically that's a story. Stories and drivers is what we talk about in pillar one. And these start all the way before you're five. One phrase determines how you're going to use your voice the rest of your life. And that really is generally when the core driver is established before you're five. But I could have a story next week. I've had people come here in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and they had a negative experience around using their voice a month ago and their stories and a bad experience, and they are still dragging it with them. And that is a problem because whether it's stories from long, long ago, stories from last week, or especially drivers, and drivers are those core, core beliefs, core driver, basically, of how we're going to use our voice or how our voice is laid in. So a driver for me was, don't say anything, you're going to get in trouble. Another core driver was, nobody wants to hear what you have to say. You better be quiet or you're going to get in trouble. Those were drivers that affected how I used my voice in very, very interesting ways. But the bottom line is, whether it's a story, a driver, something that happened last week, we have to stop dragging it with us. 
So what are the stories? What are the drivers? What are the things that you are dragging in? Because here's the thing. It has either affected your voice already in the muscle memory and in the shaping of how you're going to use your voice, whether it's dropped endings or sound stuck in your throat or being very quiet or talking too fast or talking too loud or or talking all the time or talking all the words, maybe that's already put in, but maybe it's in the moment because it just happened and it's very, very recent. Bottom line is these stories, these drivers, this noise comes out in your voice. And we can fix that. That's the muscle memory part. But what I really want to know is why do you want to hold on to it? Why do you want to be victim? Why do you want to be busy? Why do you want to be thought of as X? And I'm just throwing some examples out there, but what is it that you're doing? Are you being a failure? Are you not being visible? Are you playing victim? Are you being arrogant? Are you working with, is there a voice mask that you're using because of a negative experience from your childhood? And and generally, really, this stuff, for the most part, does come from childhood, but not always. The ultimate question is, why are you bringing it with you? Why are you holding on to it? Why do you need to punish people? Why do you need to be mad? Why do you need to express this negative emotion or take on this negative role? Well, I'll tell you why. Protection. You're protecting yourself. You're protecting yourself from being hurt or letting people in or being judged or whatever you're thinking. And here's the truth. It's not going to protect you. What you put in place is actually going to get you the result that you don't want. One of the things that I want you to think about, and I don't know if I've talked about this on a show or not, but it's always profound for people when I talk about it in my class, and that is what is the secondary gain of you dragging this with you? Whether it was a messed up presentation, whether it's being a victim, being busy, whatever it is you're dragging with you, what are you dragging with you? Do you even know? Maybe you don't even know. That's the hardest part of my job is when I hear things that are going to potentially be not taken well. And I know I have to say them. Sometimes I just fix it. Sometimes I just go in and move it out and replace it. And I never even say anything. But a lot of times I have to say, here's the problem. You are being aggressive. You are being arrogant. Now, I've told you my litmus test before, which is if it is going to serve my client and make them better than I say it. Of course, I'm careful how I say it. And I say it from the place of, I am your greatest champion. But what is the secondary gain of what you are dragging everywhere you go? And what is secondary gain? Secondary gain is what is the benefit 
of the bad behavior. I am a recovered victim. And I don't mean victim like as in victim of a crime. I mean victim mentality. I didn't even know I was being a victim. I didn't even know until I learned about secondary gain. And so here's an example for a victim, secondary gain. You can say, why do, why do you keep being a victim? Why do you want to be a victim? And I say, I don't want to be a victim. I'm not a victim. The benefit of being a victim is that I don't have to take responsibility. I can blame you for everything. And then I'm off the hook for any ways I messed up my life. But I'm dragging that victim mentality into my now, and it's coming out in the way I use my voice. It's coming out in the words I choose, in the tone I pick, in how I use tone and vocal variety and everything about my voice. And I'm going to tell you, when I was in that space, I couldn't captivate the room. I mean, I could if I went into on mode, which is what I used to do when I was in my 20s. Like that's how we used to teach back then. And that's a whole nother story. Here's another example. What's the secondary gain of being broke? You say somebody's broke. Well, I don't want to be broke. I don't I want to make money. I don't want to be broke. But the secondary gain is you don't have to work. You don't have to fail. You don't have to put yourself out there. So there's always secondary gain when we talk about these experiences that we bring with us stories and drivers and experiences, right? The secondary gain for me not going back to graduate school for eight years, which that was something I really wanted to do. I wanted to be the only child or the first child in my family that had a master's degree. That meant something to me. It meant something to me also because I didn't believe I was smart. But what was the secondary gain of me taking that information from Dr. Swain and deciding that I couldn't go to graduate school and it's all around my voice? Well, it was fear that I would be called on in graduate school because I knew that I would and I wouldn't have the answers and I'd have a repeat. The driver under that was that I wasn't smart because I was always told that I wasn't smart. So there was a secondary gain. There was a benefit in me dragging around that story and me dragging around not saying I didn't know. And that's what's happening to you. Maybe it's already locked into the muscle memory. Maybe it's a momentary thing. But it's got to go. And here's, here's an analogy I give my students and they love it. And this is what I want to say to you in relation to this. What are you carrying with you from the past? Which is one of the things I want you to look at. What are you dragging around? What is your Dr. Swain story? And maybe it goes all the way back to children are to be seen and not heard. You get in trouble when you use your voice. Maybe it goes all the way back to that and you're dragging that with you. Figure out, first of all, what you're dragging from the past. And you may instantly think, I'm not really in the past. I'm more in the future, worried about judgment. But I want you to really think about it. And then I want you to think about what's the secondary gain here. 
what is the benefit of you bringing that with you? Because I want to promise you, it better be good for what it is costing you in how you're using your voice in how you're using tone in your voice or not using your voice or being aggressive with your voice or being pathetic with your voice or being neutral with your voice or explosive with your voice, that benefit of that secondary gain needs to be good. And this is then what I want you to do. So I have an English Spaniel, field bred English Spaniel, amazing dogs, they're hunt dogs. She was actually my son's service dog. She's brilliant. And hunt dogs, now I could, I may not have this exactly right because I haven't looked at this research in quite some time. But hunt dogs, I believe, have exceptional numbers of sensors in their nose, even more so than typical dogs because they're hunters, they're flushers. My dog is a flusher, which means she's a bird dog and she is low to the ground and stout and goes under the bushes and makes the birds fly out. They have this insane amount of sensors in their nose so they can smell. And we lived in New York City, as you know, for years. And this dog could smell a chicken leg under a car 14 blocks away. I mean, she would tear out of the front door of my building and she would know exactly where she was going. And I thought, where are we going? I don't even know where we're going. And she would grab that chicken leg. And I would have to say to her, drop it. Drop it. Sometimes I had to wrestle it out of her mouth, but I would say, drop it. Just like if you've ever trained a dog. If you've ever had a dog that picks up garbage off the streets or picks up your shoe or whatever they do, and you have to go, that's how they train you to do it, is say, drop it. And that is what I want to say to you in this moment. Whatever you're dragging from the past in relation to how you're using your voice, it is time to drop it. It's not serving you. It is not serving you. So think about it. Think about what you're doing. Think about what the benefit is. And then I want to encourage you to think about dropping it. All right. Okay, well, that's it for today. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up there. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Until I see you next time, you know what to do. Get out there and speak your truth. Just do it beautifully. Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at CaptivateTheRoom.com and be sure to grab The Voice Formula, a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. 